Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can email us anytime at Locked on Rays at gmail.com. Ulysses, we did a mailbag episode yesterday, and we have another, yet another mailbag episode today. In fact, We have so many emails and voice memos that we'll have to do one next week as well, since we will not be doing a show on Friday. So uh, a lot of them came in. Yes. So I want to say thanks already to Austin, to Kyle, to Mia. Thank you guys for reaching out and giving us your thoughts. You guys are definitely on the, on the Mm -hmm. line. Um, But yeah, a lot of them came in and we love it. We love these mailbag segments. You guys are are really uh, taking into, uh, you know, yes, this, this idea. And uh, I, I, I'm happy about it. Yeah. And again, there's still, if you want to try to squeeze one in over the weekend, <laughs> we might be able to squeeze one or two more mailbag questions. in. I think we'll probably do that on Monday's show. So rest assured, look, people have a lot of thoughts, concerns, yeah. questions, inquiries, and it's and look, kind of fun to hear from everybody. What, what the Rays fan landscape is thinking and feeling right now this is a platform for all race fans that that want to get their their thoughts out right now is there's no game recaps guys <laughs> okay i don't have to tell you you know that nelson cruz oh. went over four I, I i don't have to tell you that yeah all right i don't have to tell you this the pitching line of of pick a shane or a drew or whoever mm-hmm. uh you know we don't have that anymore so this platform is for you guys to also get your thoughts across. And, and so we always welcome that. All right, let's go ahead and get rolling here. Uh, Ulysses, what's the first one we got? We've got Noah Worley. He says, why do you pitch to the hottest hitter in Kike Hernandez? Why not force another bat to beat you? I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did Joey Wendell sit down completely in game four? I don't know. And somebody should ask Cash that question. Um, on the pitching side, I wish a guy like either Head, Maza, Conley, or Enns could have made a place on the roster. I will miss KK next year. Yes, we've talked about the the the, the pitching rotation uh, staff mm-hmm. that was created for this ALDS. I I do think that there was place for for Lewis Head. I think he he showed enough to be there, especially when a guy like Matt Whistler who's too valuable to put on the IL right. never made an appearance in game four. If you had a Lewis head who had not been injured this whole year, could he have gotten injured? Of course, mm-hmm. maybe, but then you would have had somebody else to back him up. So I agree with Noah. How about that? I will miss KK next year. He's on the KK. That was very nice. Thank you for the last seven years, but I bid you adieu. How I, uh, I've been so wishy-washy. I've been flip-flopping like a politician on the KK mess because he had a great year. This is like his best year since maybe at least offensively since 2017. He virtually stayed healthy all year, which it didn't seem that way throughout spring training in the first part of the year. Maybe the 60-game uh, season Gave him some, hey, I've got some extra time to build my legs underneath me. Yeah. But 
I mean, I look at, there's a reason that Brett Phillips wasn't put on the postseason roster. Manny Margot was quiet in the postseason and the tail end of the regular season. And quite frankly, those two guys can't do collectively what Kevin Kiermeyer can do with his arm, with his glove, with his legs. And he's showing he's being, he realizes now, okay, I, I can't try to be a 12, 15, 17 home run hitter. I singles doubles the other way. I've got to be deliberate about going oppo and uh, playing to my strengths. My strengths are being a bloop guy, a singles guy, a get on base guy, not a swing for the fences and try to pull everything to the right side guy. And, and, and he was valuable in, in this postseason. Oh, yeah. I, I know that the slash line is not so pretty. 214 batting average, a 313 on base, 429 slugging. But his presence was definitely felt, and, and especially with the glove. I mean, we all know that that's his number one, his bread and butter. So if that's working, it's working. So I, I don't know if I'm as serious on that. I will miss KK next year train because yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if they actually keep him through his last year of the contract. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I know. I'm in the middle, though, just like you as a politician. I'm just, you know, wherever the wind takes me, uh, I feel like I'm not going to surp- be surprised if I see him next year. I'm also not going to be surprised if he's traded. I'm right in the middle. I can see it happen both ways, and I understand the pros and cons of shipping him out mm-hmm. or of him remaining. The other way to look at it, too, is maybe his trade value is highest, right now it may not be higher than eh. i mean it's a i don't can he get better can he have a better year than what he had this year no but again the con against trading him is that no other team is going to look at kk with the same perspective than than race fans and race front office do so that's why no matter i mean he would have to put up monster numbers mm-hmm. so that the value would be there. So yeah, is the trade value a little bit better now than it was maybe in the mid season or even before the season? Yeah. Sure. But I don't, instead of 10 baseballs, you get 20. But, uh, and the other thing too, that we have to consider is this is a team that let go of Charlie Morton for $15 million that traded right. Blake Snell because he was making $10 million. Right. This is a franchise that traded Evan Longoria. So can, or will they trade Kevin Kiermeyer? It's certainly within the cards yeah. if that's uh, the route they choose to go. But KK certainly made it known that, I mean, he seemed to do everything that he could that he wants to stick on this team next year and beyond. So I, I honestly don't, I'm like 50-50 right now. I, I have I no idea what they're going to do. And maybe it's one of those things where they have so many players coming up for arbitration that uh Look, they can afford to keep KK. How many other guys do they have on the books? We've no. talked about this before. It's not like, oh, we, you know, with KK, our payroll is going to be ninety million. I mean, if they keep everybody, dude, it's going to be like a seventy-eight million dollar pay, uh, payroll. So it's yeah. like, yes, they can do it. They can do it. Now, have they ever gone above seventy-eight? No, I don't think they've ever actually gone over seventy-five. Yeah, and look, I think one thing to consider, and I will. I don't want to make this a whole KK segment, but um, I do think it's probably one or the other with Tyler Glass now in KK. You're either going to pay Tyler Glass now. Are you going to pay Tyler Glass now $6 million to rehab? Or are you going to pay 
Kevin Kiermaier $12 million well, to play. I, you, you could also extend glass now for his first free agent. That's year, true. So you could do that. And then, and then not, not have that big hurt, hurt, but yeah, Noah, we hear you. Yes. I don't, I'm not, I don't think we're as confident as you are that KK is gone. Um, and I don't think a lot of fans are, I think honestly it's, it's split down the middle. Yeah. And let me also say this regarding the pitching. Um, I mean, Lewis said he couldn't have done anything else. He st- there was a guy that, Hey, let's give you a shot because you have really been a stronghold for us. And to do the up and down Durham shuffle Maza, ah, no, I can't get on board with that one. Considering he was in the Red Sox organization last year, like they probably had the playbook on him. Conley was coming back and dealing with the COVID-19 thing. So you're sort of still, uh, he, he wouldn't have been ready. Dietrich ends. I could have made a case for Instead as of far as having another lefty and or a guy. Who could another give you, one. Yeah. yeah. So, and then with KK too, I mean, he legitimately could have given the Rays the lead. I mean, he has some clutch hits throughout that postseason. When the, when the lights yeah. are brightest, KK does show up. That is true. That is true. Okay, uh, this next from Dustin Payne. He says, uh, losing sucked. Yeah, we're on board with you there. I really was hoping we were going to cruise to another World Series, even though it's hard to do. Question, any shakeups for our roster? My only concern is I hope our farm system has some good pitching coming our way. I, I think so. I think that pitching is coming our way. I feel like if you, depending on what happens in the collective bargaining agreement, which is set to expire in early December, mm-hmm. if, if there are major changes about it, which means that uh, we could see Shane Boz on opening day, because right. uh, that that could affect the the eligibility of how many years of control you have, and if it doesn't, if that isn't changed, which I would be surprised if it weren't changed, then you would see him Shane Boz in AAA for like a month, month and a half, like they did with McClanahan mm-hmm. and Patino, and then be brought up. But I do expect for the majority of the year to have both Shanes, Drew, and Luis. Yeah, I that that's number that's the thing. Now number five. That's a tricky one. Are they going to go to a Michael, another type, my, another Michael Walker type, a, a guy who can bounce back, a, a veteran guy, uh, a Fausta Carmona, a Roberto Hernandez, twenty fourteen mm-hmm. type of vibe, Eric Bedard. That might be the way they do it, but I feel like Yanni Chirinos is is yeah. there. I feel like you can kind of mix and match within you know in house with this. Yeah, I think to Dustin's point about the farm system, I think the Rays farm system is always going to have good pitching. The question here though is that a lot of the elite arms or what people project to be elite arms won't be ready for a couple years. The Taj Bradleys, the Cole Wilcox, the JJ Goss, Seth Johnson, those types of guys. But in AAA, you have Tommy Romero yep. who has Shocked the world. Brent Honeywell. Let's see how he does. Brendan McKay is, I mean, I don't know what in the hell to expect from that guy, but theoretically he could be in the fold. And then Ulysses, you mentioned it. Uh, Yanni, Yanni Torino's coming back from injury. There's a lot of guys coming back from injury. Will all of them be effective and back to normal? Probably not, but you could probably bank on Jalen Beeks, Yanni Torino's, Oliver Drake, Colin Boucher, Cody Reed. Chaz Rowe, Ryan Thompson, you would think one, two, three of those would be able to step in and and contribute in some way or the other. Yeah, I I think you can look at that number five. Fleming 
Have we, we we literally didn't even mention Fleming. Yes. Um, I don't think Yarbrough. I think Yarbrough is 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 not he gone? coming back. I, he gone. <laughs> I think Yarbs is gone. Yarbs is gone. <sighs> and, that, and, and that's the way it is. But I think Yarbs is gone. So maybe number five is Fleming, a combination of Fleming, a combination of Yanni Chirinos, and and Adam, maybe a veteran, cheap, cheap veteran. People, let's not <laughs> pretend that like I do, I I feel like I say this all the time, and maybe I I, I, I seem like a grouch, but it ain't happening. It ain't happening. All right, it's not. It's not. You're not gonna get a Charlie Morton type, a fifteen million dollar veteran. You're not gonna get that. So let's get that out of the system. It's maybe uh, maybe the Rays can trade for Joe Ryan and Drew Strotman. Can we have a takesies backsies? No, we cannot. No, uh, we cannot, unfortunately. But you know what? You can always do. You can save time and money, Kevin. Yes. When you use Rock Auto, why choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? It doesn't make sense. It's like just having an all star third baseman and not putting him in the game. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that Kevin and I sent you on mailbag day. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, and uh, one last thing just to hammer home the question or concern of Dustin Payne, uh, any shakeups for the roster? There's going to be a crap ton oh, yeah. of shakeups. Uh, they have, we mentioned the pitchers to be reinstated from the injured list. The Rays also have seven free agents and a majors most matching 19 players eligible for arbitration. Uh, okay, Ulysses, what do we have next on the agenda? We have one of those that we like. The voice memos are back. Yes. So, uh, uh, a fellow Kevin is going to make his appearance. Uh, Kiermaier, right? right? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, another, I, it's, he's another KK, though. Here yeah. we go. There we go. Hey, guys, this is Kevin Canary here. Uh, just wanted to thank you guys for venting and being angry. I think it's appropriate. I think it's necessary. Uh, it really annoys me when people, after losses like this, say, oh, wow, we were so lucky to get there, so lucky to be in that position. I'm pissed. We deserve better. The team is better than that, and uh, it's, I think it's healthy. Uh, and kind of like you, Lucy, say, you know, it's part of being a Rays fan, but I think the Rays way lost us the series. Not having any veteran starters uh, really killed us. Uh, after I saw... Boz and Rasmussen get knocked out. I, I knew we couldn't go deep in the playoffs with one starter. Um, it's too taxing on the bullpen. Um, so getting rid of Charlie Morton, um, I think really, uh, and, and not getting any replacements for in the veteran sort of sense, I think lost us the series from the beginning. Brandon Lau, man, painful. Uh, you know, this is probably not a, a popular take, but I think he needs to go. His trade value is high. He had an amazing season starting from June. Uh, he clearly cannot help us in the postseason two, two years in a row. 
Um, and we have a ton of infielders that we're looking to get playing time for. So I think it's a good time to, to let him go. Maybe he'll have success like Adama's did somewhere else. And maybe we can pick up uh, some veterans or some good prospects. Evan Klosky already responded on Twitter to my thoughts on Lau and says, uh, this is a bad take, but I'm sticking with it. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to, to see him go somewhere else. Um, Kevin, I think you owe an apology to KK for all the hate you send his way. He really showed up in the playoffs. And as a Kevin myself, we need to uh, support all the Kevins out there. Um, and I, I'm proud of what KK did this postseason. It was pretty impressive. And, and he really was a huge part of the team. Uh, one last thing I want to leave you guys with. I have a lot of thoughts, but uh, if you guys listen to David Sampson's podcast, which I learned about from your podcast, I, I listen a, you know, a couple times a week to it. He's, he's got some pretty good insights, but he talks about uh, when Renfro knocked the ball um, into the stands um, and it was a ground rule double. And he, he says that he knows for a fact that the reason MLB did not overturn that and allow Diaz to score was because the MLB wants Boston uh, to move on and not the raise for obvious reasons. And, uh, I was, I was shocked to hear how confident he was in this. Um, he says it's not a conspiracy theory because he knows it. Um, so anyways, check out that podcast where he talks about the raise in that play. I don't know if I believe it and I, I hope that's not true, but certainly, uh, found it interesting. So anyways, I look forward to, uh, next season. Uh, thank you guys for what you do. I really enjoy, uh, listening. Oh, and I know you're really interested in your international listeners. If you've had a uh, single download from Iraq all summer, that has been me as I've been deployed out in Iraq. So let me know if it shows up in your stats that you have a listener in Iraq. Very good. Wow. Very well put by Kevin Canary. And I also will say thank you for your service, Kevin. Also, thanks to Ty McCann. He is also a veteran as well. Just want to throw that out there. But, uh, Kevin said a lot of good things. Yeah, I don't know which one to hit. Uh, first, sec- uh, as soon as we're done with this pod, I'm definitely going to check out <laughs> our numbers and want to see the Iraq numbers. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, man, um, go into the Lao take. Yeah, I, that, that's the can main we, thing I think we should one? focus on that. Yeah, go ahead. No, Kevin. I, I appreciate. Thank you for I, – I just – I can't give up on a guy that hits 39 home runs. From the second base spot. I can't. And plays serviceable, if not above serviceable defense. Let's say just well-rounded player, well-rounded player. In addition to the power numbers. I can't, I just can't give up a guy who hits 39 bombs. And you know how I know that? Because let's count how many guys that hit 39 bombs. You wearing a raise uni. Mm -hmm. Let one guy, Carlos Pena. Yeah. Let me say this. Let's also consider that Brandon Lau is projected to make just $4 million this coming year and 5.25 million the year after. So if you are going to trade Brandon Lau, I mean, you better, you better, it can't be JP fire Eisen and drew Rasmussen. No, it better be Sandy Alcantara. It better be Trevor Rogers. It better be something similar to what the Pirates got for Chris Ar- or what the, the Rays got for trading Chris Archer to the Pirates. It has to be, yeah. okay, you blew us away. We might pull the trigger on that one. Yeah, it has you, to be huge. We no. have, look, if we're just talking, look, we can talk about he falters in the postseason, whatever, but he's still in the regular season to get to the postseason. 
he makes it count. And I know I did. I've made some. I've made some snide comments about him beating up on the Orioles and the Twins and the Marlins and some of the bad teams, and that's true. But he's also he's also had some good performances against good teams as well. This guy, he is a five war player. Five war player. You talk about great value. He is among all position players in baseball, according to Fangraphs. He was fifteenth, fifteenth in war. You don't just you don't just throw that away no. because you want to get Vidal Brujan some playing time and Greg Jones some playing time and oh Xavier Edwards is on the come up. Brandon Lyles don't grow on trees here. No, they don't. I understand where this comes from. Kevin is not saying this a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He's not. But not performing at all for three postseasons in a row. What, you know, 2019, not good at all. 2020, horrendous. 2021, you know it. Yeah. So I understand where Kevin Canary is coming from because mm-hmm. the three postseasons, that's 115 at bats. It's a chunk. I am willing to go one more year. I am willing to go one more year uh, because. You just, again, you just cannot waste 39 home runs. Um, You can't. That doesn't come easily. That doesn't come easily. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Uh, Okay, we'll move along here. Uh, This comment from Lucy Liu says, I think trading Kiermaier will be a mistake. He rallies everyone in the clubhouse. Nelson Cruz will not get picked up next season. He's washed and can't see at the trop. They better keep glass now, dear Lord. <laughs> well, Lucy, thank you for for um, those comments. I do not think Nelson Cruz is coming back. Yeah. And I don't, if this is bad, but I am okay with just having the Nelson Cruz experience be two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You know, uh, I I think you have enough spots in house where you don't have to give Nelson Cruz the security that he wants, which is two years at least, or, or a year in an option, right? And some money that is going to cut into Glass now, perhaps, or it's going to cut into KK, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm okay with Nelson Cruz. Just yeah, thank you. Hope you keep doing well. And we appreciated the effort. And I'll also say that. Man, it's a little bit unfair to say that Nelson Cruz is washed up and can't see at the trop. That I do agree with. You agree with both of those or just the can't see at the trop the thing? The can't see at the trop. No, he's not washed. For God's sake. Okay. It was, it was a bad showing in the playoffs, but do we, do we forget already the monster home run that he did in game one? Hello? No. He just had a bad postseason. Not as bad as some other folks that are not yeah. 42 or 41. Uh-huh. All right. Let's, let's also put that in. He's not washed. But the splits at the trop are pretty telling. I, there's something. I mean, there, there's there's something in that domed stadium with the lights. Some guys just can't yeah. hit. Apparently, they it can. it could be that. It could be that. But also, we have to keep in mind that it's not an easy transition going from one team to another in the middle of the season. If you are a, even if you are a 15 year old veteran, but he also had some little things here and there. He had the forearm contusion after being hit by a pitch. He was put on the COVID list for, I guess it was flu like symptoms. So 
there were a handful of days where he wasn't all there. So, and just to kind of put out the numbers here in 55 regular season games with the Rays, he had a 226 average, 725 OPS, 13 homers, eight doubles, and 36 RBIs. He got babbipped a little bit. Look, those aren't the the best. Those aren't Nelson Cruz no esque numbers, but it's not like he came over and was Yoshi Satsuko. No, no. And look, in the playoffs, he got he got exposed a little bit. The Red Sox had a good game plan. He he seemed to be late or behind on the high heaters, and then he'd go chasing on sliders down and away. And then when there was a lefty on the mound, maybe the last couple of weeks of the season and into the playoffs. They, they drove him inside and it was either a called strike or he couldn't really do anything with the pitch. So yeah, they it, attacked th- him. there was yeah. yeah very well, very well. And you're exactly right. That high fastball and then the, the, the sliders away. I mean, that, that swinging guy, under the fastball, he's got he's got his swing and he's not he's not altering that swing. I don't think I will say, though, those 13 home runs, only three of them were at the trop. So mm. I'm, that's what I'm saying. His power is not at the trop at all. So. Again, you have a kind of Willie Adamas system where if the guy's just going to be good on the road, is this somebody that you really want yeah. to have on your team? The splits are just too telling. So, again, I don't think he's washed, but I think he will be washed if if he plays 81 games at the Trop. So, again, yeah. thank you for, for, for the two and a half months. Hope somebody picks you up. But I'm okay with it not being the Tampa Bay. And it's one of those things the Rays very rarely have. Uh, we're just going to have a DH only guy. Also, just to, just to put a little bit of a, of a positive on Nelson Cruz, guys, it wasn't just his stat line that was important yes. about Nelson Cruz. Mentorship. It was mentorship in the middle of the locker room between Randy Rosarena and Wander Franco. That was worth Joe Ryan and, du- and Drew yeah. Strodman. That was worth it. It was worth it getting uh, lengthening the lineup, protecting guys. To, to get that experience that it wasn't just a stat line for Nelson Cruz. And we always mm-hmm. should remember that. And I would like to see what the Rays offensive numbers of everybody. Once Cruz arrived went to up, the baby. team oh, went yeah. up protection protection. That was a big thing right there. Uh, bet online. It is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N, to receive your bonus. Bet Online, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It is where the game starts. Well, now we've got uh, 2021's uh, Locked on Race Fantasy Baseball champ, Zach mm-hmm. Dab, with an audio memo. Here we go. All right, race fans, listen up. I know you're depressed. I know you're sad. I'm sad and depressed too, but guess what? It's not always going to be sad and depression, baby. We are going to be back. Guess who's back next year? Wander Franco. Just as good next year? No, he'll be better next year. Randy Rosarena. Only going to get better and better and better. 2020 next year? 30-30. Shane McClanahan. Cy Young? Definitely. Tyler Glasnow not back next year. Maybe maybe he'll be back for the playoffs. We'll see. Shane Boz coming back. We'll see more of Ryan Thompson hopefully next year. We got all these guys in the minors ready to come back. We'll get some free agents. I know we will. You'll see him back. 
Austin Meadows, another 100 RBI season. Yandy Diaz, still getting on base. We'll be back. We'll win more next year. We'll win better next year. We'll have a more complete team. We're coming back. The best is yet to come, Rays fans. I know you're depressed right now. I'm depressed. It's been a tough time losing that way. But keep your heads up, guys. We are going to be back, and it's going to be better than ever. Raise up! Love the confidence, love the energy, love the passion and enthusiasm from Zach Depp. I don't know if all of those things, all of those predictions will come true. Maybe one or two of them. I fully expect Wander Franco to be a better player than he was this past season, which is not an easy thing to do. But um, look, I think this is still going to be a very good group next year and maybe the next couple of years after that, hopefully. A hundred percent. And I don't think that this team maybe wins a hundred wins again next year but i think they're going to be more talented i think there's i mean they're just going to be more experienced and i think everything worked out perfectly i think for the 100 wins that's not an easy thing to do and i'm not talking down to the 22 team if Mm -hmm. i'm saying that they're not going to reach 100 wins 100 wins is very 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 good so i think they're going to be a very talented team the experience counts a lot Mm -hmm. but i will nitpick something that he said okay Yandy Diaz, he said back, I want to kind of gauge Ray's fandom here, Ray's nation. I love Yandy Diaz, what he can provide in the lineup. I mean, the fact that he doesn't strike out, he takes his walks, he's, he's a good contact hitter that can go the opposite way. You can plug him in at third and first and just get average results. I, w- I will say average. Um, maybe, maybe less than average at third uh, because of the range. I think you got to keep this guy, but will they? Hmm. I don't know. I think there are a lot of names that are on the back of the jersey that are not going to be back with the race. And Yandi could be one of those guys. Insert Wendell, Margot, yeah. Phillips, KK, all of those guys. Honestly, though, I would keep Yandi above some of those other guys. I would keep Yandi over Jordan Loplo, for example. I would keep Yandi over G-Man Choi, for example. I might even keep Yandi over... Manny Margot. Hmm. I let's not to get into a whole Yandy Diaz. We will have our play review on Yandy Diaz at yes. some point, but he's the one guy on, the, I mean, one of the very few guys that works account that has great plate discipline and understanding of the strike zone. And I think that counts for something. I think that's important where you've got a roster with a lot of guys that, Strike out continuously. Yeah, no, you have to have that change of pace. And I think it's going to be, be better next year. I am hoping Randy Rosarena's strikeout rate will decrease. I'm hoping that Austin Meadows is not going to have a drop-off so he can yeah. remain at a 21-22% clip. Brendan Lau, let's hope yeah. that he doesn't go in a horrible April, May, June. And if Nelson Cruz is gone, you theoretically could work Yandi into a DH spot exactly. and to keep his legs rested and healthy. He might not provide the power numbers that Nelson does, but it's still a good right-handed bat for all intents and purposes. By the way, speaking of Nelson Cruz, where is he next year? Where is he playing? I mean, depends on, uh, on the CBA. Again, everything is going to be hinging on the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, um, because the DH could be universal. And then now 30 teams or 29 teams could, uh, have his services instead of just 14. I think um, I think the Twins bring him back. They pull a Rays Pirates move where the Rays brought back Chris Archer 
So the twins bring back Nelson Cruz. So hey, they have maybe. Cruz, Strotman, and Ryan. Didn't the the Yankees did that? They gave up Aroldis Chapman to the Cubs in 2016. They got Glaber <laughs> Torres, and then they signed Chapman the same offseason. I could see it. I could see it. I could see it for sure. Okay, uh, the last one, the last comment we'll get to on today's show. Again, we will not have a show on Friday. We will be back next week, I assume. I assume we'll be back yes. next week and we'll have uh, we'll have people. We'll have more mailbag questions. So locked on raise at gmail.com if you want to send us a voice memo or a comment or a question, whatever you want to. Uh, this from John in Scotland, John McNeil. He says, Thanks so much for the brilliant, if angry and gloomy podcast of recent days. You two guys are the reason that Locked On Rays is a must listen for all Rays fans. See, I, I'm Cutting this up and sent to our bosses here. Uh, I've not heard anyone mention the popcorn issue other than in a trivial bit of fun manner, but I feel that the Rays broke a very important sporting code during the ALDS. What on earth were the Rays thinking with the popcorn nonsense? It was utterly stupid and could only ever serve to get the opposition even more fired up. It was arrogant and contemptible and should never have happened. When it did happen, senior players or management should have crushed it instantly. Instead, it resurfaced at the start of game two. Hindsight's twenty twenty, man. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm, I'm, I understand where John is coming from. Maybe I'm not with the again. I was at the at the game, so I wasn't yeah. I wasn't privy to that popcorn and 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 apparently champagne. Um. Uh, thing while it was happening i I was in i was in the stadium for game Mm -hmm. one and two i i will say though there was a guy and you were in the game two with me kevin in front of us with a billboard that said shelly apparently shelly is alex verdugo's mom Mm -hmm. and the guy was making it very known that he was making inappropriate jokes with alex verdugo's mom shelly throughout the entire game he would he arrived in the third inning so he he basically brought that luck on game two, I, that's how mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Why do you get into a personal attack to professional uh, players? Tell him that he sucks. Yeah. Whatever. Tell him he's bad. Tell him his shoes on tie. Tell him whatever you want. But to get into a personal level, I feel like that can just fuel people. Right. And this is kind of what John is talking about: the popcorn. They see the popcorn. They see the highlight reels. They see Sports Center. Oh, the Rays are eating popcorn. Guys, they're eating popcorn. What are we going to do? Are we going to do something about it? Are we going to come out on fire? Mm-hmm. Ultimately. It's all mental. Right. It just depends on how they take it. Now that we've lost, I I, I really w- wish they could take that yeah. popcorn back and the Shelly sign back, but we can't. I guess the only thing you can do is learn from it. Do you buy into the idea that popcorn, as Mark Topkin reported, is usually oftentimes one of the snacks available in the dugout, or was that a special playoff thing like, hey, we're rolling here to a four oh five oh lead. I don't I don't recall seeing another player this whole season eat popcorn. Me neither. So I'll just say that. Yeah. Now, if there are any uh, locked on race listeners who can provide some foot footage of them in the regular season eating popcorn, please let us know. Yeah. You've got it at locked on race on Twitter and Instagram and locked on race at gmail.com. Send it along. Send it along. It- I don't remember and Kevin. I don't miss a game. Yeah. And honestly, I I can't put this on the players because if 
It is the whoever cooks up and brings the snacks and the food. Maybe that's a bad look, bad optics to be popping popcorn. I mean, I, look, I, I think it's a little bit of a look. It, it's I think pro athletes. You're trying. You you want anything that can give you that extra motivation. Michael sure. Jordan was known yes. for doing that, but. Yes. At some point, it's like, well, okay, if uh, you know somebody in the dugout is drinking a coffee or an energy drink, chewing gum. Oh, are you bored yeah. of the opposition? Are right. are we beating you up so so badly that you got to have a little little jolt to stay awake? Like you'll you'll pick out anything to try to find that extra edge, extra advantage. And you know what? In my opinion, I think everything is on the table against the Red Sox. Everything is on the table against a team that used Apple watches to steal sign a team that uh, used the video replay room to steal signs and threw an intern intern McGee under the bus, a team that employs Alex Cora who invented or devised the trash can scheme. So you want to talk about disrespecting the game. I present you the Boston Red Sox. I feel like I should just, drop my mic again is that a standing ovation that was my standing ovation. thank you sir what a great speech and you know what let's leave it at that folks yes. i agree a hundred percent with kevin wise and he's going to sign us off keep keep sending all yeah. of your comments uh, let me put that information again at locked on race on twitter and on instagram you can always reach us locked on race at gmail.com of course we've got kyle mia austin and a couple other folks mm-hmm. for the next episode part three of those yes. segments and uh but keep them coming i mean as long as you keep them coming we're going to keep reading them so yes keep doing it we've had bullpen gate we've had data card gate we've had popcorn gate are there some other gates we're missing <laughs> with the rays we'll have to wait and find out it'll be a see. long off season so yeah yes, probably all right uh thank you again for making the locked on rays podcast your first listen every day And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, check out the Locked on MLB podcast.